Welcome back, everybody, to Dong City, June 16th, episode 64, the Willens Astudillo episode. La Tortuga, as everyone affectionately knows him. Uh, yes, he is the best number 64 in MLB so far, wearing that number at least. So we're back, Dong City. Vince is back, and he has his... Uh, he has his tan, and I'm hearing my echo somewhere, but it's okay, Vince. How are you, brother? <laughs> Doing fine. It's probably my fault. Uh, everything technology-related has conspired against me in the last 20 minutes, so we're going to try and make it work. But, uh, yeah, good to be back. <laughs> this is another Fat Man edition. I love it, man. Uh, La Tortuga, he's one of the most exciting guys in the game. I love it. Yeah, he's fun to watch. One of those guys who he's kind of like Pablo Sandoval in his prime. Like nothing makes sense when you watch him play. I think he's this ver this generation Pablo Sandoval. It's probably a, a good comparison. Fat guy who can play baseball. Yeah, thanks. Now you just have to see if he can uh, go win three titles and be clutch he, in them. Uh, he's also fun. They throw on him the on the mound every once in a while. Yeah, spoiler alert, if he's on the Twins, he won't have big postseason moments. But what are you going to do? Um, good to be I back. I mean, look, we're, we're not in a position to talk here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, when did Pablo start playing? Have the Yankees won the World Series since he started? Uh, it's got to be close, right? It's got to be close. He was on the uh, 2012 Giants team, right? So... We're somewhere around there. Let's see. Let's see. Pablo Sandoval, 20, 2008. So, yes. All right. Yeah, there you go. So He was a 21-year-old uh, really stud. Yeah. Um, good to be back. A lot to get to today. I can't tell how many people are streaming, which kind of bothers me because I'm in some weird, like, login thing. At, at this uh, very but... minute, we have a whopping two. Oh, Everyone's good. watching right. baseball well, right now. You know, I haven't been able to pin it. Uh, I can't find it in baseball. I'll take life, care of so it. Don't worry about it. Yeah, go for it. So, um, a lot to get to today. We've got, uh, you know, Tyler Glasnell has basically set MLB on fire this week for several reasons. Uh, and we'll get to it first. The bad news for him, he has an injury, uh, elbow injury, very serious ulnar owner area where you get your Tommy Johns from. Uh, there have been some examples like Tanaka, probably the most famous one recently, where you tear it and you can continue pitching. And in Tanaka's case, he had a you know six-year career in the majors with the elbow tear. Um, but nine times out of ten, Henry, I mean, it's going to lead to Tommy John. They're going to try and rehab it. Obviously, doctors know more than me. I'm sure there's a reason that they're not going straight to Tommy John as far as the severity of the terror but as we saw i think chris sale tried rehabbing it or verlander one of the two and they ended up getting it anyway so just a really rough spot to be in last now probably a good chance he's out 2021 and unfortunately if it is tommy john he's also out 2022 basically yeah i mean it's it's you wonder if the Rays traded the wrong pitcher <laughs> But um, yeah, it's a UCL tear, and, and some guys, like you said, some guys, most guys get the Tommy John. Some don't, famously Tanaka, like you mentioned. Um, I guess we'll have to keep an eye on and see how bad the tear really is. But it's, he's going to be out for a while, for sure. It shakes the AL East to a degree for various reasons. One is that, obviously, the Boston Red Sox were currently in second place. You know, 
if you're a Red Sox fan or if you've been following the Red Sox this whole time, you kind of said it's a nice story. It's a nice first half of the year they're having. They obviously can hit. Alex Cora is making an impact over there with the way they're playing. But the pitching staff isn't very good. You're waiting for kind of that regression to come. Matt Barnes has been another role that we've seen him kind of start to crack a little bit the last couple starts. But now all of a sudden, Charlie Morton left. They traded Blake Snell. Glass now might be out the season. The Rays have a lot of tricks. I don't know how deep that bag is for them to have more tricks than losing all three of your starters for the World Series last year. Division's wide open, I think. It's the Rays, man, and they they just pull, you know, studs out of their ass every year, two, three studs, and they're always a step ahead of everyone. They they don't have a title to show for yet. They should have had a title last year. That's up for debate, but, you know, until they don't do it anymore, you got to roll with what they're doing, man. They're a step ahead. Yeah. Whether it's the bullpen, it's it's the, you know, the the opener with the with the reliever starting with, you know, everyone on the damn team being a super utility player and it working, the you know the the emphasis on defense, they're a step of everyone else in the game when it comes to analytics and and they do it right. Yeah, and here's the counter, I guess, if you are excited about the Red Sox right now, you know, now you're saying if you're a Red Sox fan, look, we're three games back. We've hung with them all year. They just lost their best starter. Oh, by the way, Chris Sales probably within a month of coming back. Yep. If he comes back healthy, which isn't if, I wouldn't I wouldn't just guarantee, like, you know, we saw what happened with Reno. You know. Uh, it, it's an if. If he comes back healthy, all of a sudden, you know, now you're gaining an ace and the Rays are losing one. You can start to talk yourself in the division. The problem, though, is that the Rays have my, my um, did I lose you? Here we go. Am I here? Yeah, now I got you. You sound different, but there you go. Yeah, I was only on like a 30-minute delay to try and stream here, but here I am. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you can t- the, the counter to that is the Rays have that minor league system, and they've got big prospects everywhere, including AAA. And they may be able to get reinforcements the Red Sox don't have with a farm system that isn't that, you know, you get Duran on offense, you don't really need them. But the Red Sox don't have any pitching coming. And I don't know what kind of flexibility they have at the deadline. So they both kind of got their positives. I think it's going to be a division race. I think that's what the Glassnow injury tells me. It may be, but I, like you said, Chris Sale coming back is a hell of an acquisition. Yeah, it is. I, that's all I need, right? I mean, yeah, you. The, the one thing I'll stick to with the Red Sox is Evaldi and Erod probably not going to last the entire season. I just don't know how you can have that out of Evaldi, especially. So we, we have some, we're having some people in the comment section saying that the viewership is low today because Jake is pitching. I mean, if Jake is pitching, that, that must, uh, that, yeah. that's got to be it, brother. You put Jake on, uh, you put Jake on mute. You don't have to hear him pitch and you hear us talk about him because we're going to be uh, talking about him. I'm with throughout it. the show. I'm with it. I mean, so, you can't blame him. Right? Jake, Jake is must-see TV these days. Oh, absolutely. Let's get to the other aspect. Uh, yeah, and by the way, um, Garrett Cole pitching too. It must be ace night. I don't know. Is Shane Bieber pitching over in Cleveland? Because that's like well, a trifecta. two days ago. <laughs> All right. Um, so here's the other aspect with the Rays now, right? Glassnell injures himself, probably frustrated. Why not? A lot of those Rays players are bitchy like this. Uh, take after their manager and he comes out and he says he blames MLB for 
preventing him from using the spider tech that has swept the nation. Um, a, yet another MLB scandal. They can't, they can't get out of their own way. Uh, now all of a sudden this giant scandal comes out and Glassnow makes himself the face of it all of a sudden. Um, we've, I, look, I'll start from the beginning. This has been going on for 20 plus years. This entire century, people have been using some sort of substance for grip. It's unclear how many people are upset. We know Josh Donaldson is. He, he tried selling out Garrett Cole on multiple yeah. occasions. Um, but a lot other players have come out and said they don't really care. They, for safety's sake, they don't want guys, or they do want guys using this stuff because if it's going to give them a better grip, they don't really care about the spin rate. That's not that's a fan thing. Baseball players don't care as much what kind of spin rate they're facing. Um, and then you have the other aspect of it, Pete Alonso coming out saying, hey, you're going to ban spider tech, but you know, you, you better ban it. I don't really care about it, but you better ban it because you unjuice the balls. And that's, you know, especially for a guy like Pete Alonso comes into the majors with juiced balls. He's hitting 50 home runs as a rookie. Now all of a sudden they unjuice it and Pete Alonso's not the same Pete Alonso. I get so, it. I, I, like I said I last week, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in love with Pete Alonso for speaking up and having more balls, you know, pun intended, than, than everyone else, you know, these guys who are union reps on their team staying quiet. You know, I, I love Pete Alonso coming out last week. I do too. It's a great point he brought up. I thought Glassnow's point was also a really great point. I, this is, this it, goes it back was. to MLB. So again. Here, here's doing. my, here's my problem with Glassnow. In its totality, he's right. When yes. he sits there and he blaze, blames MLB for getting hurt and the way he said it, he sounds like an idiot. Well, you know what this reminds you of. He just sounds like a fucking idiot. Snell last year. Yeah. Same exact premise. What he said about needing to get paid is correct. The optics of which he said it, it was were so atrocious. Bad. And I'm, it makes I'm, him look I'm like an idiot. And it's a thing. I'm listening to Glasshound. He's like, I, I 100% believe this is why I got hurt. I'm like, this is not why you got hurt. You right. can't say because you're, you're spinning the ball less is why you got – it's foolish. Again – the whole and thing by the way, his, it's illegal. Yeah. The whole thing in his totality, he's right. The way MLB is switching things around and they just randomly decide, hey, let's enforce this rule that we've had forever on the books that we've ignored and probably encouraged. Um, let's just enforce it midseason. I, that I get. I have a problem with that. And it's MLB being MLB. They, they can't get away from their own shit. This is what they do. They fuck up every moment. And I will, you'll never hear me say I feel bad for umpires. But I feel bad for the umpires here because MLB took all of this and they placed it, the responsibility on the umpires' laps. It's up to the umpires to check whatever players they want. It's up to the umpires to enforce what they want. It's not fair. You're not training these guys on what to find. You're just saying a stick, a stick, a sticky sub spider tack from sunscreen and rosin. They're very different. You saw um, Bauer and a few other people show how spider tech sticks to shit. It's crazy how this thing sticks. And, but you also have players that use sunscreen. These guys are in the sun, you know, four hours, five hours, if you include, you know, batting practice and everything, they use sunscreen. Now you make sunscreen with rosin and somebody who's using spider tech, whether, you know, versus uh sunscreen and rosin, they're getting bagged the same way. There's no levels to this. There's a lot of ambiguity left up in the air and I don't like it. You, you can't tell an umpire, Hey, you decide what's going on. That's like punishing the masses and saying, hey, I'm going to punish you for weed and I'm going to punish you for heroin the same way. Everything is not the same here. And I don't like this at all. And I don't like the way MLB is doing it. 
What's up, Larry? Yeah, it, this is the two worst qualities of MLB colliding on this subject. The first worst quality is that uh, it's like you said, they've been sending mixed signals since before the pandemic started. This uh, expanded playoff, not expanded playoff, then expanded playoff. Now it's back to not expanded playoff. We had universal DH. We took away universal DH. We have, um, you know, the new, the stupid carnival extra inning thing. And then we kept that. <laughs> no, no one called for it, but they kept it anyway. So it's a, they've been going back and forth now for over two years, screwing with the game, screwing with how you do it. And then the other thing, of course, is how they handle controversy. MLB will do anything to just ignore everything and not get out in front of it. We saw it with steroids. They did nothing until Congress, the Senate, came out and said, you need to clean up your act. Yeah. Mark McGuire's got his arm twice the size. Barry Bonds grew 17 head sizes in one offseason. <laughs> it's obvious to notice it. You see steroids in Mark McGuire's locker. It took a reporter to be like, what are those, by the way, that you have these pills in your locker? It took a journalist randomly to uncrack that whole thing. And then Jose Canseco writes his book. He blows the top off of it. And only then did MLB decide, okay, you know what, Senate, you can go, you know, George Mitchell, you can go review this. Here's here's a clubhouse attendant. One, one and a half, because you had Rodomsky a little bit. You had two clubhouse attendants. Here, go, go figure out the entire steroid error with this. Got did nothing to get out in front of it, and there's still people who think that that entire era is tarnished and that and the titles aren't legit. Then we go to the cheating scandal just a couple of years ago, and what do they do there? They punish no one, and all of a sudden now it's legal jargon. That was the reason they couldn't do it. As if MLB has no leverage over the Houston Astros, they hide behind legal jargon for not suspending anyone. They use they lazily instead of doing any sort of research like John Boy or anyone else, they go and they use the players. Say hey. Here's the easy way out. We're not going to punish you. Just tell us what happened. That'll be that. We'll take your word for it. They did nothing to investigate further. And now you have this scandal. Again, they've known for years. All they do is release this memo. Please don't do that. It would be rude if you continued doing that. They did that with the Astros too. Please stop using replay booths to steal signals. Yeah. That was it. Joe Torre went in the locker room and said, hey, guys, cut that out, okay? You know, sternly wagged his finger. Now you're doing it again with the spider attack for years now. Hey, you shouldn't do that. We're going to do nothing if you get caught. Uh, and now all of a sudden it's an issue because once again, you have someone come out and blow the top off of it. It has, They have to police themselves. Mike Fires, Trevor Bauer uh, against himself for some reason. Yep. This is what happens. And now MLB looks terrible because the fans are here holding in the bag again saying, I don't know what pitchers are legit. I don't know what hitters are legit. I don't know when the balls are juiced. I don't know when the balls aren't juiced. I don't know when these home runs are big. I don't know what this player's trajectory is because he keeps this? changing his trajectory. We don't know what substances are banned. Because no. the policy is, is up in the air. We don't know if what, again, sunscreen may be banned, but it, it's something that players use all the time. And By the way, we, a, we, did, we, we do have some breaking news. Uh, Jake DeGrom came out of the game early. He has eight pitches through, I'm sorry, eight Ks through three perfect innings, and he struck out the side in the second and third inning. Uh, second well, start in a row, he left early. I don't want to remind people of what I said about a month ago, but I will. I'm you want concerned about Dick DeGrom's age you, from a body standpoint, not his arm. I, you, I love it. Do you want to drop your bomb now or you want to wait? <laughs> I'll drop it now too. Look, 
First thing I'll say, I'm turning 34 in two weeks. Shit happens in your 30s physically, whether you're a pro athlete or not. Jake DeGraw, I, I had the same fear about Scherzer a couple of years ago. Once he started having these nagging, oh, his leg hurts, he came out for cramps, missing one start, he was missing one start there. That's my bigger concern. It's not whether DeGrom's going to be a TJ or not. Those are my concerns. Is, is Shit happens. Here's my other concern. Jacob DeGrom right now has a .56 ERA in mid-June. If you had me play the best video game I've ever been good at, MVP 2004 for PlayStation 2. Right now, I could give you maybe a 0.89 ERA. That was my best ever. Jake DeGrom has 0.56 in real Major League Baseball. In yes, it's an unjuiced era. <laughs> yes, they they took away the DH in the NL. You can't tell me in the days of Spider Tech, and yes, as a Yankee fan, Garrett Cole's using. I'm sure Corey Kluber's using. I'm sure Max Scherzer's using. I'm sure Justin Verlander's using. You can't tell me all of these fantastic pitchers. By the way, Cleveland Indians, not mentioned except by uh, by the Angels guy. Where did Bauer come from? <laughs> How? Where did Shane Bieber's career come from? You know, these guys – definitely doing it out of that organization because they're doing it out of most Jake DeGrom is the best pitcher in baseball. It's not even remotely close at this point. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm not trying to be a hater. I love what Jake DeGrom's doing, but you look at a 0.56 ERA steroids or spider tack or both take your choice. He's doing one of them. And quite frankly, I don't care. I, I'm fine with it. Um, look, I don't think he should. I'm not calling for a suspension here. Like I said, Garrett Cole's doing it too. Got to clean it up now. MLB cares all of a sudden. Jake DeGrom's doing one or both of those, and you can't on earth give me any reason that that's not true. You know, we've, we've lived through the era of, of steroids and guys putting up these ungodly numbers. Um, Jake got a late start to his career. Yep. And he doesn't have as many innings in his arm. The ERA and everything, you see him, you see him getting better and better every season. What concerns me more or raises my eyebrows more is the velocity going up as he gets older. It's usually the opposite. You don't see velocity go up as a pitcher gets older. With that being said, I'm going to naively give Jake the benefit of the doubt here. You have to uh, do it naively. Yeah, no, no. Look, I mean, we, we, like I said, we lived through the steroid era. There, right? Even this, guys, guys like Ken Griffey Jr. that most fans would say he did it clean. You still have a lot of fans. Felipe is one of them. I believe you're one of them. Probably a user. See? Yeah. And that's just it. Now we have no evidence. You, this guy was revered and loved by everyone in the sport. He was the face of baseball. There's no evidence. There's nothing that points to him using, but there's a subset of fans that say he probably used. And I think there's people are starting, and it's mainly fans of other teams that start this, but what Jake is doing is, is absurd. And I'm going to share this screen because what we have now is we have um, Jake DeGrom MVP talks happening, which I get it. MVP talks in June. It's, it's part of having fun and, and what we have to do. And I'm having an issue sharing this goddamn screen. There we go. Jake DeGrom has half of Bob Gibson's 1.12. His ERA is half right. of a season that was so good and so dominant, they lowered the mound for the rest of history. So you get, no, I'm gonna, look at but, this. 
I'm, those numbers. I'm gonna always say I don't think a pitcher should be MVP. I just don't. They have the Cy Young Award. When a when a pitcher retires and he had fantastic numbers, you point to his hardware, you point to his All Star nods, you point to his ERA titles, you point to his strikeout totals, you point to his Cy Young Awards. So I'm not a fan of giving the Cy Young to I'm sorry the MVP to a pitcher. In those rare seasons where there's no clear cut MVP and it kind of there's a, a few guys in there and that guy's season is kind of blowing everyone out the way, I get it. With that said, there is a precedent. You know, Clayton Kershaw, Justin Verlander have both won MVP awards. So it's not unthinkable or impossible to say that Jacob deGrom should win it. If you look at this chart right here, I mean, he's, he's fucking leaping them in, in strikeouts and ERA. It, it, it's absurd what he's doing right now. He has, a, he has a quarter of their ERA. I mean, this is just four earned runs in mid-June. I mean, this is, here's the thing. DeGrom could double his ERA right now, and I would still pick him for MVP. And I'm going to play the other side of the fence here. Again. You know I what? Want- well, I'm sorry, real quick. What you don't see here is Bob Gibson's season, which I think should be on this graphic because that was probably the greatest, you know, That's the pitching Bronco, season right? ever. I mean, you get- you have that and you have Pedro's 98-99, uh, or was it 99-2000, whatever, the, that two-year run in the steroid era. I mean, yeah. those are the ones, those are the three seasons that I hold everyone else to. Yeah, Bob and Gibson Jacob finished, DeGrom, he finished with a 1.12 ERA. Uh, yeah. Just just ridiculous. 22-9 like record, 13 90. shutouts. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, I think he won like four World Series games that year. <laughs> Just, uh, yeah. Uh, by the way, if you ever go to the Cardinal Hall of Fame, they have uh, some nice stuff on that. But well, you're getting the, you're getting uh, you're getting killed in the comments. By the way. <laughs> oh, I see it. I look. I'm going to defend Degrom in that. Again, I don't care necessarily if he's using spider tech or on steroids i didn't care that griffey was on steroids in the steroid era and i 100 believe he was uh you can't look at that career trajectory and tell me that you're not at least suspicious but this is what this is major league baseball's problem because of the way they treated the steroid era because of the way they treated the sign stealing era i have to be like this if i'm an intelligent baseball fan I have to be the one who's suspicious. You got to be, I get it. You got, you got to, you know, have a raised eyebrow, but. I had this conversation with an Astros fan today because organizationally, it's a little different for me. It's tough for me to say an entire organization's condoning something and aware of it because that's a lot of moving parts. But if you're giving me a player scandal, like, yeah, these guys are using, all of a sudden their spin rates are exploding. Guys, ERAs are getting cut in half in this era. Uh, they're striking out twice the batters. And there's a grip out there that everyone's condoning and everyone's used. And we've heard 16 different organizations attached to it. You have that kind of evidence, that, that kind of circumstantial evidence. I'm going to say, yeah, I'll look at Jake DeGrom and I'll see it. Joey doesn't like any of this. No, you, you Those are his two like biggest heroes <laughs> ever. And I'm just you, you managed to get Joey to use the word dastardly in a Facebook brand. <laughs> it's, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to say you should Griffey shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame or DeGrom shouldn't get an MVP this year because I feel the opposite with DeGrom. These numbers is. If he ends up with these numbers, they're video game numbers. They're video game numbers. 
Yeah, this is something we haven't seen ever in our in our entire lifetime. Is a season like this. So this but, is why. Here's another reason why I'm going to give Jake the benefit of the doubt. With Griffey and Clemens and all the other idiots that took steroids, there was no testing. There was no policy in place. You knew it was cheating morally, but there was nothing in place that said, "Hey, you can't do this." And then they got you know, hey guys. A lot of you are going to get tested on this day. This yeah. day, mark it on your... And they still failed the test. But yeah. we live in a tough testing age. So I'm, I'm, I want... The baseball purist in me wants to give Jacob DeGrom the benefit of the doubt. And, and I'm going to until something is revealed. I don't want to accuse him. I mean, I've, I've watched this guy's career. Being in New York, I've watched his career. Matt, Matt Harvey got all the attention. When, when it was the, yeah. Noah Syndergaard, Harvey, Harvey got all the attention. Syndergaard got all the attention because of his looks and he was Thor and everybody had a fucking a theme. And then here's Jake, quiet, don't bother nobody, goes about his business, throws complete games, comes back in the dugout, nothing. You have fucking Thor and you have Batman and the Dark Knight and all this other shit with the other guys. Yeah. So Jake, Jake DeGrom is, is like the Mike Trout of pitching right now. Yeah, he. I mean, look, I. I hope I'm wrong. If you can, you'll never be able to prove it. If because you know, in, in benefit of the doubt does go to him. He is innocent until proven guilty in the eyes of, of baseball. Yeah. In my eyes, I look at it and I just 0. 0.56 ERA. We're in an era where guys are stealing signs electronically. They're using spider tech. They're still on steroids, by the way. I mean, that never went away. I think so too. But look, I think steroids are still being used. If you ever read Game of Shadows, it, it conclusively tells you the richer you get in baseball, the better designer drugs you can get that mask this. And no, they no, can't no, do they, a thing about the scientists, testing can't. The scientists that mask it and design it, they're three, four steps ahead of the testing and everyone well, else trying to yeah, catch it. You'll never, you'll never, the cats, once you allowed it and didn't do anything about it and players realized it could make their career, that's what happened. So you want to look at DeGrom's career. He's not a terribly big prospect, not a terribly high draft pick, got a late start to his career pitching. All of a sudden he bursts on the scene. He's got ace-like stuff and it's getting better as he heads into his 30s. I've heard all the defense. I've heard all the reasons that's plausible. I just don't buy it and that's okay. I'm still enjoying watching him watch, watching him pitch. I don't think the Mets should be punished. I don't think they're in there injecting his ass. I don't think he should be punished. I don't think he's doing anything that many, many other players aren't doing right now. But if you wanted to just tell me in a vacuum, I should believe Jake DeGrom's doing this naturally with no help whatsoever. I just can't. I, it's just not something. I was eight years old. I was 11 years old when Mark McGuire had his 98 season. It was magical then. I grew up. I found out everything that was so fucked up about that season behind the scenes. I just can't do it anymore. It's it doesn't. If it smells like shit. It's probably shit. It smells like shit. Looks like shit. It's probably shit, you know, and that's fine. I'm dated like it's that. His, it's his personality. I, I I look at his personality and I just I can't see it. I just I don't see it. He's not one of those guys that you know are out there in front of the camera. He's not very boisterous. He's not. He's like I said. He's Mike. He's the pitching Mike Trout. He's very quiet. He's reserved. He's to himself. I just. He's very likable. I just I, I don't see yeah. it. I don't want to see it. How about that? 
that that makes more sense to me. That's fine. And that that's fine. Yeah. Look, there's you're gonna go two routes with this. You're gonna think that Ken Griffey Jr. was on pace to hit 800 home runs, and then he magically got hurt in like his late 20s, early 30s, and uh, his career was never the same after he bulked up over in Cincinnati. Or you're gonna believe that he he was using just like everyone else who was great in that era. It's it's fine. Either way is fine. I don't think they should be punished either way at this point. I do think. If you're a moron like Barry Bonds or Roger Clemens or Jose Canseco or whatever, you know, Mark McGuire or whatever, Ryan you Braun. Denied, uh, yeah, Ryan Braun, if you denied it under oath <laughs> or, or, or you lied about it, point blank, Rafael Palmero, yeah, those guys should be punished for being idiots. They shouldn't be punished for doing stuff other people were doing. You should have a wing in the Hall of Fame that says during this era, many players – took performance enhancement drugs, statistics may not be equal to other errors. Very easy. You put it right at the entrance to it. You put all those guys and their crazy-ass numbers in because it's part of history and it's fun. It's fun to remember when Sammy Sosa hit 60-plus home runs three seasons in a row. You, you mentioned, Should he be compared to Babe Ruth? No, <laughs> but that's just how it is. You mentioned the Hall of Fame, and it just reminded me that Baseball Reference updated their website to include the Negro League stats. And finally, we have a new single season home run king for war, and it's Josh Gibson. And I just feel so much better about that. I bet. Yeah, I'm sure. Perfectly legitimate, just like everything else. Um, by the way, Joey, I did just say Garrett Cole is probably cheating. So I would not write a thesis, even if Jake DeGrom was on the Yankees, because I like Aaron, gonna, If you told me Aaron Judge was on steroids, I'd believe you. I'm going to side with Joey here. If Jake DeGrom was on the Yankees, you'd find a way to defend him. Only in the sense that every single – see, it's one thing if I'm coming after Jacob DeGrom, but, like, no one else is. Everyone else like, whatever. Right. If Jacob DeGrom was on the Yankees, you'd have every single fan base, every single start he get. Look at what happened with Garrett Cole, his first start. After the spider attack thing comes out, he gives up like five runs to the Rays, and all of a sudden he's definitely cheating. Never mind that since then he's been back to normal Garrett Cole, but that game was terrible. You didn't have that with DeGrom. You don't have, I mean, you haven't had it with DeGrom, but you haven't had it with any other pitchers. No one's looking at every single one of their starts. So, yeah, I'd have to defend it in that sense. It came down that he has, uh, it was right, uh, right shoulder soreness, which is why he left the game. DeGrom? Yeah. Okay, well, that's something to monitor. Uh, yeah, but you know, you, you rather the shoulder than the elbow, so. It's yeah. Well, yeah. Unless you blow out your shoulder, then you're probably your career's over. I don't think that that's. I'm not gonna go that far with the crime. I don't think that's happening. But uh, you don't. I don't like elbow or shoulder injuries, and I definitely don't like obliques or or wrists. I hate obliques. I I don't think I knew what an oblique muscle was until the Yankees just started pulling all their oblique muscles a couple of years ago. Right. At one spring when they had like eight oblique and injuries. Now I'm an oblique muscle expert. I can tell you how long it takes, which oblique. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I mean, so, yeah, oblique and hand for hitters, shoulder and elbow for pitchers. Don't give me any of everything else I can deal with. Obviously, a torn ACL sucks, but like everything else that's just a lingering injury I could deal with, that stuff makes me nervous. So I hope DeGrom is okay. Uh, I really wanted to see him play out this season and see how it goes. I want him to play out the season. I, I want to see, I'm, as from a baseball pers- fan perspective, you want to see how long he goes with this shit. Yeah. Uh, can he have a sub one ERA? I mean, that must is. Must see TV. ESPN and Fox better be fucking flexing his starts because he, it's must see TV. 
Yeah. And that, you know, we talk about the marketing of MLB that, yeah, every right now, <laughs> the New York Mets are in first place by five games in the NL East. They have, uh, you know, they don't have a top three or four record in the NL, but they're in first place in the NL East in the top market in the entire country with a pitcher who's doing stuff that has not been done ever. They should be on every, they should be flexed into every single primetime. The Mets should be absolute premier television on game shake up to ground pitches. Every single start. And we've said this multiple times now. Every national game that Jake pitches, every day that he pitches that there's a national game, that game should be flexed. It's a dream scenario. You have a first place team in the top market with with a pitcher who you can't take your eyes off of. It would be like if Mike Trout were on the Dodgers right now. You know what's funny? And and we're healthy. Since we're talking about the Mets, you know what's funny? I watch, um, and not just in our group, but in different baseball groups. And here in New York, I watch the vitriol that their manager takes. Some people love him and some people hate his decisions. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, no one is ever happy with their manager. Rojas you're talking about? Yeah. He gets... I was wondering about that. I I have no idea. Choices. I asked one time, I think I asked Joey, actually, like, what do Mets fans think of Rojas? And, you know, it was kind of like a mixed answer. But it just... We went through that with Girardi, though. Uh, The Yankees had a plus 500 record. You guys understood what the fuck I was saying, which was Girardi was a good manager and no one realized it until he was gone. And by the way, I don't want to hear the nonsense either. Like, oh, look at the Phillies third game under 500. Girardi's not good anymore. Like, that's how managers work. You have to, they have a shitty roster. They've got Bryce Harper, you've got Nola, and you've got Wheeler having a great year. And then after that, it, it's it's a ragtag roster. He's not going to have a great team Fucking with that. And they have suck. a terrible bullpen. The Phillies suck, yeah. and Joe Girardi needs to be back on the Yankees. And they're still in second. So it's not even like they're going to lose 90 games either. So I just, I don't want to hear it, but I, yeah, you're right. 2017 Yankees win 91 games with an audition year. They fall one game short of the world series. And he still had Yankee fans making fun of Girardi saying the analytics are bullshit saying he needs to be fired and all this and that we both knew at the time that was bullshit. And then you get Aaron Boone and that's what happens. I tell you, Gerard, I, I've, I've said it before on the show. I've said it again. If Joe Girardi is the manager of the Yankees, we have at least one ring by now. Yeah, yeah. They win that 2019 World Series, and I have no doubt in my mind if Girardi is the manager instead. So what's In 2018, that series could have been different. I mean, the Red Sox were a juggernaut. They're probably winning anyway. But 2019, that's the hill I'm willing to die on. 2017, if the Astros don't cheat, 2019, I still think they were cheating. But let's say the investigation's correct and they're not. I still think they would have won with Jordy as managers. The Yankees have left two rings on the table, much like the Knicks in the nineties. And, uh, and that's where it's at, but there was almost in the Yankee game. There was almost a collision between two players. Do you want to know who the two players were? Are they on defense? Vlad and Stanton. Okay. Talk about the two fucking freight trains. (laughs) I don't want any part of that collision at all. You remember the random memory? Oh man, it was someone totally random and Johnny Damon, Red Sox, 2003. They collided in the playoffs and it was like pretty serious. Um, This is like the complete opposite of that. (laughs) Those are two like kind of gangly, like smaller guys. Damon's not really small, but by baseball standards, he's he's not standing flat. I don't want to get into this. 
by the way, we talked about Jake for MVP of the NL. It's it's definitely Vlad on the AL, right? It's like Vlad and not close. I mean, Vlad's having like a mid nineties Mariners stat line. <laughs> Going back to Griffey, you want to look at Griffey, Edgar Martinez, Jay Buner, whoever you want. That like Vlad's in that territory where yeah, I'm just getting three thirty with a four fifty on base percentage, and I might hit forty five home runs. He leads in all triple crown categories, by the way. Does he? That's yeah. a good. Yeah, I did not realize that. Yeah, Vlad three forty two in this era. He's a hundred points above the national above the average. Vlad the Impaler, the kid is just fucking. What we what the potential was, we knew a few years ago. We're watching now what we thought he was two years ago. This yeah, kid I mean, he's absolutely monster. hitting his prospect pedigree at this point. By the way, forty-one walks, forty-four strikeouts. That's right. Today, fifteen point eight percent K percentage. His six ninety slugging. Let me let me just check this out for a second. <clears throat> Gio Urshela. Oh, I can't see his OPS. I'm pretty sure Vlad has a as high of a slugging as Gio has no OPS. And Gio oh, Urshela is a good. Vlad's OPS is eleven thirty nine. No one else yeah. in baseball is over a thousand. Yeah, that's a good Ted Williams season that Vlad's having right now in an era. That is almost dead ball at this point. He leads, uh, by the way, he also leads the Sabermetrics Triple Crown. Vlad is just having is, that uh, good of a fucking season. Let's get to these real quick. Uh, Blue Jays up 2-1 over the Yankees. Yankees, by the way, one hit <clears throat> in the sixth inning against Ross Stripling. So if you are of the belief that they are turning things around, I have more bad news for you. Indians up 6-3 on the Orioles. Uh, Indians have been quietly very effective recently, and that offense seems to be getting some help, and it seems to be a little bit better recently. Mets, big showdown. Mets, Cubs, where are you on television? Is it nationally televised today? Probably not. It was yesterday. If it's not, it's a problem. Mets are up 3-1 in a game to Grom's pitching of course he came out as we mentioned he did by the way add an rbi so it's now 6-4 he leads in rbis to earn runs anthony rizzo home run puts the cubs on the board red Sox again jumping all over the braves early this time two runs they had four runs yesterday in the first they're up 3-1 yeah. uh, hunter renfro two run single and a bobby dahlbeck rbi single as well and the astros up three nothing early on the rangers Chaz mccormick one of those astros players no one's ever heard of a two-run home run. Jose Altuve also has a home run, three-nothing in that game. So those are your up-to-the-date updates. Yeah, real quick, Larry. Uh, Larry said, "Show Castellano some love." I think in the AO, while I wouldn't vote for a pitcher for MVP, I think Nick, Nicholas Castellanos would be my MVP right now. It's between him and Acuna. He's in three fifty-one. I did not realize that. Yeah, an OPS over a thousand. That's pretty good. And you got to look at uh, his teammate Jesse Winker's having a hell of a year too. Jesse Winker, I probably give the edge to Winker over over him, but I think right now, if all uh, if the season ended today, I'd give Degrom the MVP over either of them. Um, if for nothing else, the Mets are a playoff team, and that I would, does both, I give it, it to, matter to I, you a degree. I give it to Castellanos. I'm trying to think Acuna. I know he's been off and on hurt this year. That's he's. Tatis obviously is going to be a real good front runner. Uh, Mookie's having a good not MVP year. 
Uh, I can't think of it. Mookie's doing his every other year shit. I've been saying it for years. Yep. Yeah, uh, Chris Bryant, I, I think, should get some love. I haven't checked his stats recently. I know he had a phenomenal start to the year. I don't know if he's been maintaining it or not. Um, those are probably your NL guys, if I had to guess. Acuna and uh, Castellanos are the only two NL players with a war over three. Okay, good to know. Um, and let's, let's get Muncy's up there. Let's break this down a little bit more. Let's get into some all-star ballot discussion. We have our first run through here. Or, you, want go or, NL. you want to go NL first? Yeah, let's go NL. I'm going to share the screen now. Okay. Here are your NL current all-star game leading vote getters. Okay. So we got Winker and Castellanos there. Tatis, Brian, I mean, Acuna, we mentioned all of them. Max Muncy. What, how is, what are his stats, Max Muncy? Max Muncy. He just doesn't strike me as a guy who would be an MVP candidate. Buster Posey, nice. It's not, you know, it's nice to see Posey and Bryant back at that level. You know, the problem Uh, is that I I think this is Posey's last year, and they have Joey Bart sitting there holding his dick waiting. Uh, Yeah. They got some to make. They got some choices. Yachty had a nice start to the year, too. Uh, I know. I, I say that because the Cardinals have had, like, two different franchise catchers who just never got their shot because Yachty never retires. Uh, it reminds me of the Patriots quarterbacks with Brady all those years. <laughs> like, uh, he might be done at 34. He might be done at 37. He might be done at 40. And he's 43, and he's still playing. Oh, do you want to know what Max Muncy's on-base percentage is? God damn. What, like 311? Yeah, try 418. Wow. All right. That's fantastic. <laughs> average, like 230. Yeah, he's hitting 264, 418. All right. So he is having a better year than I'm used to for next month. He has a 947 OPS. I mean, that's nothing to sneeze at. No, that that's definitely very solid. Uh, what Jesse Winker, if I'm not mistaken, is like a f- crazy on-base percentage. Like 451, I want to say, or something nuts. 418. Tied, tied right. for first with Mac Muncy. Yeah, oh, all right. So, yeah, they're – I mean, if Winker's in the discussion, I think you have to include Muncy there. Obviously, Tatis is sexy pick. Uh, Ozzy Albee's on that team. I'm sure he deserves that second base, but he's not an MVP candidate, and he's being paid like a minor league player. So, you've got that going. I mean, um, I, I know you're going to call me crazy, but I, I, for second base, I'd probably go – Adam Frazier? I mean, he's with Pittsburgh, so nobody gives a shit about him. Yeah, I mean, the problem with Adam Frazier is he's playing in AAA. And he's probably uh, trade bait. Yeah. Um, Well, he's always trade bait. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Which, by the way, didn't... I may have dreamed this. The Pirates had a good April, didn't they? I could have sworn they had a good start to the year. The Pirates and good don't go together. I swear they were like at least 500 at the end of April. Long way of saying they're 19 under now. <laughs> and they've lost 10 in a row at least. So, yeah. Uh, there's your Pittsburgh Pirates, ladies and gentlemen. By the way, quick just look at the division. Brewers? Man, there's some, it's funny. The Mets get attention as they should being in first place. Um, 
the Dodgers and Padres obviously get attention. We've we've given love to the Giants now, who I think you have to take seriously until they actually do collapse if it happens. Mm-hmm. But the Brewers are 38 and 30, a half game out of the division from the Cubs. Um, we I feel like everyone's talking about the Cardinals. The Reds have sexy players as we're seeing here. No one's really mentioning the Brewers. And on the AL side, you have, like I said, the Indians are eight games over 500. And, you know, they're five behind the White Sox. The White Sox have been phenomenal this year. But they're like, right, if the season ended today, they would be one game out behind the Astros for the playoffs. And that's only because the Astros have played two extra games. Right. So that's really, so that's what it's on the loss column. It would be tied then. Yeah, they're tied in the loss column, 28 losses each. So, uh, you know, we talk about the Jays. Obviously, we've talked about the Yankees. We talk about the Red Sox. And Red Sox right now would be the top wild card. Um, But the Indians are right there. They're right there with the Astros. No, Indians and Brewers, maybe it's Midwest bias. Just no love this year. And they're right in the thick of things. So, So, you wouldn't change anything here on the NL? I don't think so. I, you know, I haven't really looked, I I was going to do it probably closer to July. Um, I haven't really looked at second base. Albies usually has a solid season, so I'm not hating on it. I just don't know if there's a better option. Uh, First base. Yeah. I mean, I didn't realize Muncie was having that great of a year. The outfield looks rock solid to me. Uh, Brian, I suggested that third Tatis makes sense at short and Posey I'm assuming has been the best catcher. I know he's having a pretty good year. So you can make an argument for Contreras. Yeah, you can. You can. I, I think I would I just put Frazier at second and then uh, go from there. Yeah, I, I'd have to compare it. I haven't looked at it. Let's, let's see the AL. Okay. By the way, that, that's the story of the Reds, by the way. Two all-star starters, you still suck. Like, what? I, they're the best team of individuals <laughs> without being a good team year in and year out like clockwork. Doesn't help that Castillo has a six ERA. Right off so here's bat. the AL. right right off the bat. You can't have Mike Trout there. I'm sorry, and I'm yeah, I'm one of the biggest it. Mike Trout fans there is. It was the first thing I was going to say. Look, Mike Trout was having a Vlad season before Vlad, and then he got hurt. But he's been, he's going to be out. First of all, he's going to miss the All Star game. He won't be back by then. Um, so there's no point in him leading. This is just one of those situations. He's going to get in. You see it on the back of the baseball card. He's going to get replaced immediately. Yeah. Buxton and Judge, fine. Um, do we – all right, so DH, interesting. Otani's beating out J.D. Martinez. I mean, I guess you can't argue with that. Otani's mm-hmm. having a great year in two different place, places. Uh, but J.D. deserves some love there. I mean, he's having a great season. Uh, Bogart's endeavors make sense at first glance. Simeon and Vlad, and Vlad make sense. Um, yeah, I have no problem with this other than Trout. Yeah, Trout's going to be replaced. I would, would like to see, I would like to see Cedric Mullins get some love. So the Orioles are going to need a representative, right? I mean, it's got to be Mullins. Got to be Mullins and then Mark Kane as well. Those, yep. those two guys, they, they got to be in the discussion. Yeah, that's fair. I'm trying to think uh, Rangers – Adolis, is that his name? Uh, Adolis Garcia. That guy's having a fantastic season. Yes, he is. It should be noted. Joey Gallo's um, having a very similar season to him both in Texas. 
Yeah, I'd probably give the the edge to Garcia there. Wow, Nate Lau's falling off a lot. I'm looking at Texas mm-hmm. right now. That that Garcia is probably their rep, if I had to guess. Um, Michael Brantley started hot and then he cooled off. Well, he got hurt too. He got he's hurt and for a little yeah, bit. Came back and he's been ice cold. But yeah, yeah I, so I'm I would not play, sure. I would replace Trout with either Mullins or or Kana. That's where I would go. Yeah. Oakland's like the opposite of the Reds. That's a team that never has an all-star <laughs> and they always are in first place. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that those votes actually, surprisingly, maybe because it's early, they look really good. That's pretty good for fans. Yeah, I mean, they don't, you don't have the dumb shit, which you usually do. Yeah. I'd like to check out third base again, but nothing about Devers kind of brings me a warning sign. Like, you know, I don't see Devers. I'm like, oh, that's a joke, but I, there might be a better third baseman. I mean, Jose Ramirez, maybe? Yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm pulling I, I, I would say Ramirez, Yoan Moncada. Altuve second. At, well, yeah, well, let's go through here. This is the next, next, the best of the, the next of the best. Um, first base AL, Vlad obviously should be first. Jose Abreu second. He'll probably make the team. Um, Guriel is third. Third, I would put Jared Walsh and Trey Mancini above Guriel. So, but either way, Vlad and I like Mancini getting him for sure. Yeah, Mancini's got that's a magic. This is again another example of MLB in marketing. Trey Mancini's got good numbers. He's gonna win comeback player of the year. That's a guarantee. Put him in the all-star game and let us have that moment where he obviously they do the stand-up for cancer every year in the all-star game. Have that man on the field when that happens. So no brainer. How about not have him on the field? How about, you know, the signs that everyone holds up? Because I hold them up for my grandfather, my uncle. Imagine him holding up a sign that says, I stand for me. Yeah. How fucking yeah. awesome would that be? Right. Uh, how emotional was it with Carlos Carrasco? You know, was that last year or two years ago? Last year. Two years ago. 2019. Uh, I know last year didn't exist for me either. Um yeah, uh, like the, these are moments that just you look at the. I don't care if Trey Mancini is not a top vote getter and doesn't deserve, like to put him in the All Star game. Got to go in the All Star game for sure. And like you said, First, you market you market the hell out of that stand up for cancer moment right there. Of course, yeah, and for a good cause too. That's not even like you know, it's not. Oh, they're what? It's for a good cause. There's no there's no bad way you can market stand up to cancer um, if you're if you're marketing it. NL first base side, Muncie leads Freddie Freeman and Anthony Rizzo. Those are both worthy guys. I'd have to compare their stats, but uh, all three of them are, are around there. You know who's getting paid? Just thought about it because I saw his name when we went through the second baseman. Marcus Freeman Simeon. Andrew. Marcus Simeon. Yep. Well, Simeon, Freeman, and Rizzo, as of right now, are all free agents. Marcus Simeon bet on himself. He signed a one-year $18 million deal and changed position, and he's been everything and then some for the the, yeah. the uh, Blue Jays. Leading off in Toronto, he's going to score well over 100 runs this year, too. Uh, so... Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a strong NL first base race going on. AL second base, we just talked about Simeon, absolutely deserving. Jose Altuve second, I think that's fine, especially with Madrigal Hurt. Um, 
DJ LeMahieu's third. It's it's a sad state of affairs if DJ LeMahieu's third in the All Star vote right now. That to me is a fan thing. But Simeon should win it, and that's really all that I that matters it, to it me. It should be Simeon, and, and it's not close. Yeah. Uh, NL second base, your boy Adam Frazier second. All right, so he, he must be having a pretty good year. Having a very uh, good year. By the way, we talk about how Vlad's coming into himself. Gavin Lux has gotten hot. He's picking up some slack over in LA. Not Vlad hot by any means, but he's starting to figure it out a little bit, I think. As a Gavin Lux fantasy owner, that guy will drive you fucking crazy. Okay. Yep. But you see, you see the talent. You see it. When he does put it together a game or two, you see what they see there. He has those spurts for sure. He has potential um, to be very special, man. Yeah. He has, he has not put it together completely, but he's got those spurts. Uh, AL third bit. All right. Devers, Moncada, Bregman in that order. Jose Ramirez is fourth. Rondon is fifth. Uh, Devers does make sense. Moncada should be second. I'd have to look between Bregman and Ramirez. That's the first kind of I would, thing. I'd I be would curious. go. I would probably choose J Ram. I'm not opposed to Devers. I mean, Devers yeah. and Bogars, both of them, they don't get enough love. These guys are fucking amazing players. Um, but they play for Boston, so I don't give a shit. Yeah, th- yeah. Thing about J Ram too. Indians had zero offense the first like six weeks of the season, except him. Yep. So to me, that matters. This is the opposite of Justin Morneau, right? That that year he took it over Jeter because yeah. he carried that team the end of the year. Well, what about carrying the team in the beginning of the year? So in that sense, Ramirez should get a lot of praise. Yeah, I'm, I'm a J. I've always been a J Ram guy. I still say he should have won the MVP last year. Yeah, I, I could definitely see that argument. NL third base, Chris Bryant leading. I, I think know that's who it's not going to be. <laughs> Second place, hovering around, Nolan Arenado, and then Justin Turner, Machado, and Riley. Man, there's really – third base is not that deep in, in the NL. Nope, but I know who is not going to be starting third base for the NL this year. He'll be there. He'll be there, He'll be there. in the reserves, but he's not starting. Just real quick, since we're on the topic, yeah. this year he's hitting below his career averages in batting average, on-base percentage, slugging, and OPS. Just saying. Hitting, I agree. Below, I hitting below career norms in, at all levels. Having a, some regression. Having a good season which I've always said he's a good player. He's not a great player. Yeah, that's fair. I'm I'm Uh, waiting to take that victory lap. Nice Cubs-Cardinals rivalry for third base there. I like that. Uh, Shortstop, which Yankee killer do you want to choose here? Xander Bogart's Bo Bichette or Tim Anderson or Carlos Correa's fourth and now Alberto Mondesi. No one cares about he's fifth. Uh, It's got to be. You know, it's got to be. I don't want to say it because he's in Boston, but it's Bogarts. How much longer can the sport go ignoring this guy? He, the problem is, he has the personality of a tic tac. I get it. Uh, There's two guys that I feel like three, if you include J Ram, three guys that I just think the sport pays zero fucking attention to, and they're all stars. J Ram is one of them, Bogarts is another one. And Colton Wong. When do we give Colton Wong some love? Yeah. Like those guys have had phenomenal careers so far. They they don't get spoken about. 
I think Xander Bogarts needs to start being talked about for the best shortstop in the game. Absolutely. Uh, he's definitely top five. He's probably top three. And I think you can make an argument for number one. The only reason I won't go as far as to say he is, is because, look, we hear every time a Yankee has a big season, what a little league stadium Yankee stadium is. Fenway Park's a pinball machine. <laughs> you, It's a doubles park. It's a batting average haven. You've got the short monster for a righty and left. Bogarts has advantages. He's in a good lineup. I won't persecute him for that part. But that's the only thing. He's got a lot of advantages oh, playing in Fenway. Yeah, Gary hit a monster shot. Sorry. Nice. Did he? Gary Sanchez is hot, by the way. Really fucking hot. He is red hot, I would say, at this point. Um, going back to our discussion. Yeah. One team, Ownership, by the way, absolutely should be second. Yeah. 2017. So 2017 to this season, all shortstops in war – Xander Bogarts is number one. Not Francisco yeah, yeah, Lidor, yeah. not Carlos Correa, not Didi Gregorius, not Marcus Simeon. Xander Bogarts is the number one shortstop from 2017 through this season. What he I love about him... baseball. I love a few things about him. One is that he's really improved his defense. He was a butcher when he was younger at shortstop. Now he's okay. He's not a great shortstop defensively, but he's... he's Passable, he's solid. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that about players. The other thing is he is so fundamental as a hitter. And for a guy who could probably hit 40 or 50 home runs if he wanted to based on power and where he plays, he doesn't. He is a complete hitter. He makes contact. He'll shorten his swing. He'll go opposite way. He'll hit the sack fly when he needs to. He will put the ball in play when he needs to. We saw it all series long against the Yankees as well as hitting a home run. He does everything offensively you could ever ask, and I really respect that about his game. I think he's a fantastic, fantastic hitter. You said he could have more power if he wanted? Yeah. And that same time frame, the number one shortstop in OPS. Yeah. Uh, the guy kill, I, he kills the baseball. He's got crazy power. You just don't see it on display all that much because he's doing other stuff to help his team win. Um, Bo Bichette, absolutely deserving of second. Man, I cannot... I, if that guy was out of the division tomorrow, it couldn't come sooner. That man absolutely destroys the Yankees. Pound for pound, he reminds me of Altuve. He gets so much torque, and he mm-hmm. just gets so much, like you said, pound for pound out of his swings. Yeah. You're waiting for an injury with the way he, he swings. Never, he never misses. He reminds me of Dustin Pedroia with, like, a ton more power. Yeah, yeah, good comparisons. Uh, NL shortstop, this is where the excitement is for me. Tatis is one. Javi Baez, little renaissance here. He's number two. That's like Battle of the Flash. It's like Battle of the New Age. New Age, or uh, yeah, Battle of the New Age. The old guys hate him. And then Corey Seager, third, um, possibly future Yankee, having a little bit of a nice comeback after a rough start to the year. Shout out to Brandon Crawford, by the way, one of the many giants who are just out of nowhere having great seasons. He's fourth on this list. I'm going to go with Tatis and Trey Turner. Those are my two shortstops. Trey Turner's fifth. You spoke about guys not getting their love. Trey Turner's gotten in the past. He should be getting it this season. He's not. It's Brandon not a Crawford's another one. You mentioned the Brandon Crawford's another one. Yeah, uh, Brandon Crawford, phenomenal season. <laughs> Him, Longoria, and Posey. Who would have guessed? 
the laundry that you already had done comes back and and bills. I mean, the giant that these are the guys producing for the Giants as well as guys we've never heard of. You think the steroids that you think Jacob Degrom has taken, he sent them over to San Francisco. <laughs> I think they started in San Francisco. <laughs> We're going to go based on history, but I think we know where Balco started. Uh, yeah, you want to not so much posy, but you want to talk to me about uh, Longoria juicing up a little bit, Brandon Crawford juicing up a little bit, trying to preserve their careers. Why not? Plenty motive there. Why not? Giants are a nice story, though. They're very, I don't know if you how much you've been watching them. I have a, a very close friend, best one of my best friends in my bridal party, who was uh, who's a big Giants fan, so I pay attention to them a little bit more than probably an average person. A hundred moments this year, no less they've provided for their fans. Just dramatic comebacks. I wouldn't know what that is. Yeah, no, you wouldn't. We, we, if you added up all the like, hey, this was a great moment to be a baseball fan, I think Yankees would be last and Giants would be first. Yeah. I mean, even as a Pirates fan, because you have no expectations. Pirates fan, like, if a guy has two hits, you're like, that That was worth it. I, I saw something I like. Expectation to performance. Giants every night. The diamond, the last one, Grand Slam the other night. I think yesterday against the Diamondbacks, they're down eight five in the ninth. They had a Grand Slam. Just this is what they're doing they're all year eight. long. weren't they down eight nothing in that game? Uh, something, yeah, they were down. I think big. they were down uh, eight nothing. Diamondbacks jumped them in that game. I think they scored like four or five in the first inning or two. Um, this is what they do. Speaking of close. I, I, I want to give our listeners an idea of how close we are and how close baseball life is. My son is vacationing in Florida. Vince has spoken <laughs> to and seen my son more recently than I have. All right. That just, they were hanging out last night and I, I haven't seen my son and I haven't spoken to him in two days yet. Vince has spoken and hung out with my son more recently than I have. That's what you know, we have here at baseball life. That's what we have at Dong city and, that's what we have in all our life groups, just so you know. We uh, we talked long enough to both universally decide the Yankees suck. Yeah. Uh, that's part of our conversation. So, uh, yeah, Jason, well, he popped in here a little bit ago uh, during his vacation, which was nice of him. But, um, yeah. yeah, your son's fine. He's been eating well. He's uh, been hanging out by the pool, going to the theme park. So he's, he's doing his job. He's living his uh, 19-year-old life, not being able to rent yeah. a car. <laughs> can't wait to get out of the cold i should add by the way can't wait to live in a warm weather area just saying i think he, it'd be nice if dad followed him look he's not going to be one for new york for his whole life definitely no i think that's very clear i he, um, he's made it clear i told him what to do he's going to school for entrepreneurship i said set your businesses up get you some passive income and live wherever the fuck you want yeah absolutely Last thing, AL catcher haven't talked about, Salvador Perez. Yasmani Grandal is having one of the statistically weirdest seasons I think I've seen in a while. And your uh, cousin, Martin Maldonado, is number three. Vasquez is actually not having that great of a year. Usually rock solid for the Red Sox. Not as good. Kurt Suzuki is last. Um, Kurt Suzuki's still playing. <laughs> yeah. You know he'll hit, like, if he were on a playoff team, which he's not, he's on the Angels, he'll hit, like, 340 in the playoffs. That's just what Kurt Suzuki does. Catching is so bad offensively in baseball. Mike Zunino is ranked the third best catcher in the American League. Is Perez, Perez I imagine, should be first? I haven't Perez really. Is, actually, Perez is tied for first with Sean Murphy. They both have a 1.6 war. Sean Murphy, by the way, have him in fantasy. Uh, he was someone I targeted in the draft and didn't get. 
what a terrible start to the year. And he's been unbelievably hot the last like month. Check or this so. out. Let me show you how drastically different these guys are. They both have a 1.6 war, right? Yeah. Sean Murphy does it all on defense because he has a defensive war of 7.4, where Sal Perez has a negative 1.7, and Sal does it all on offense where he has an 8.5. So oh, I didn't realize Perez was that bad on defense. This year he is. Yeah. Now Grandal is having a Carlos Santana season. I think he's he's probably still hitting under 200, if I had to guess. And I think he's got like a like a 400 on base percentage. Yeah. He <laughs> Jesus, holy shit. His slugging is holy shit. <laughs> yeah, I told you it's one of the statistically weirdest seasons I've seen in a long time. His on-base percentage is 386. His slugging is 388. <laughs> you know yeah. how hard that is to achieve? <laughs> Very. What's his batting average? 149. Yeah, uh, you're 240 points. His, his on-base is higher. His batting average of balls hit into play is 132. That's a shitload of bad luck. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he he is home run walker out. I don't want to say strikeout. I don't think his strikeout rate is that high. He's got 31 runs scored. Yeah. It, he walks. Yeah. I, I Walker home run. If he doesn't do one of those two things, he's going to be out in some way. That's been his season. Put it like uh, D8. If Gary Sanchez keeps on his hot streak, he'll be on top of the offensive leaderboards in the American League catching, which is nuts. This is where he hits kind of close to home to me. I can't – I just – I think he's hitting over 220 now. And for Gary Sanchez, something we haven't seen in a couple of years. Um, I, I believe it – if he does it the rest of this year, I'll believe it. And then it, and then the Yankees have a really tough decision to make because he's entering a walk here. Uh, I mean, it, there's no, there's no tough if he keeps it up, you you offer him the arb year. He made five. Mm -hmm. You give him about you talk about a six million dollar contract, and then you let him prove himself in his walk year. You just don't sign him long term. I agree. Yeah, Judge and Sanchez. I just I wouldn't sign long term. They're gonna sign at least one of them long term, and I'm not gonna agree with it. I would sign. I would sign Judge long term, and by long term, I mean nothing longer than five years. Depends on the AAV, I guess. It, it, it judges the same thing. I think at the very least, you don't extend those guys this winter. You have to see it out next year and see if they can do it again. Listen to me. The, yeah. Cashman broke his rule for two guys, and they both have blown up in his face so far. Yeah. Severino backfired tremendously. So, so I think were, he's gun tied. Yeah, he was, he was gun-ho with sticking to his policies, and, and he broke it for those two guys. He broke it. And now he has more reason to say, I'm going back to what I'm doing. We're going to take it year to year. And I wouldn't blame him. D.H. Otani, J.D. Martinez, Jordan Alvarez, and Yermin Mercedes. I don't think you can find four more exciting players in one category anywhere. Uh, just all of them are have been, yeah, they're having great seasons. And I think that's the exact order I would have them in. Shohei is the guy. So, I mean. Yeah. No argument. You, you want to talk again, about marketing your guys? There you go. I was just gonna say, if you're talk, if you're talking about representation in the All Star game, you want to make the All Star game great again. You have Trey Mancini there as a reserve, so when stand up to cancer is happening, he's on the field or uh, or present, and he's got the sign, like you said. And you've got Shohei Otani, hopefully doing both. I think that'd be really neat in the home run derby. 
He's got to be in the home yeah. derby. He's got to be. Yeah, I, I think those those are things. And you have Jacob DeGrom pitching, if at all possible. Um, you, you hit those marks, you're, you're mostly there uh, as far as all-star games go. So that's it. Do we have anything else to cover this week? I think that's everything. Um, we kind of did the power rankings unofficially, so I think we're good there. I think that's everything. I think we're good till next Wednesday. Yeah, and we'll probably monitor as we head here towards the All-Star break. We will be monitoring the power rankings and the All-Star voting as we go. Uh, so we'll talk about it probably every show at some point. But, uh, we'll, you know, we'll get to it, see see what's up with MLB and go from there. So Let's take bets which player is going to be – which starting pitcher is going to be the first guy to get banged for the uh, substances. Ooh. I will say – Ricky brought it up. The White Sox are the hottest team in baseball. Hottest? Hottest. Yeah. They, they yeah. are the number one team in the power rankings, deservedly so. They have the most wins in baseball. They are killing it, and they're missing two of their most important guys. So, Ricky, my bad. You are right. Some White Sox love. They're taken off ever since the Yankees knocked some sense into them. Yep. Um, Everything despite having Tony La Russa as their manager. <laughs> Yeah, I'm still trying to think of it. I'm, I'm very immersed in this banger question. It's going to be someone dumb, but also notable, I feel like. Like a Corey So, Corey. you know what would be the irony of all ironies? If it's Jacob the Grump. <laughs> well, yes, but Blake Snell. You want to tell oh, me no. that Snell's a good pick because he played for the Rays. The, here's the other thing we didn't cover about this. The three organizations we respect most in pitching right now in modern baseball, Astros, Dodgers, Rays. If you look at spin rates and the way that they've been dropping, those three teams show up towards the top. So I think we're starting to get an answer as to one of those methods that all three of those teams have been using over the years to get these fantastic pitchers. So that's where I'd start. If you've pitched for any of those three teams at any point, and my secret theory is the Indians will be a fourth one because they've just pissed excellence with pitching as well. You pitch for any of those three teams, you're going to get – and we've seen, you know, like I said, Morton caught Glass now, admitted it. Um, Verlander we know is using. Cole we know is using. Cole virtually admitted it without admitting it when he – yeah, yeah, headlights. Yeah. I, I, I don't I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> Bauer, we know, is using it. You want a name? Here's a name. Clayton Kershaw. I'm fine. Why not? My name, same team, yep. different guy. The guy that loves to troll people, the guy that loves to put a target on his back. First guy to get banged is going to be Bauer. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, they have his balls, so that makes sense. Uh, I thought you were going to say Bueller. No, no. Um, I think Bauer is the guy that gets banged first. I mean, he just got he put, he's put too much of a target on his back. My conspiracy pick is going to be Blake Snell. I just I like that pick too much. Um, but yeah, Bauer is an obvious choice for for the first one. So we'll see. But we will uh, we'll see what happens next week as we follow the story. I don't. We have not scratched the surface. I don't think of what the story is going to turn into. No, I think it's going to be a major, major thing. It's going to be a nightmare. It's going to be a marketing and a PR nightmare for MLB. Sure is. They know how to of get their those. creation, by the way. What did you say? Of their creation. 
Yeah, of course. Yep. So anyway, this has been Donk City. Join us next week, Monday, 8 p.m. Or I'm sorry, Wednesday, 8 p.m. next week. I'm still not used to it. Next Wednesday, 8 p.m. We're going to keep this time slot. Um, step back. Have they... They're they on Friday. The they only went early this week for different reasons. Okay. Step back Friday. Uh, you've got the Audible on Tuesdays and Work Shoot on Thursdays. Did you get them all there? Total bases. And total bases, of course. I was going to miss one at all times. Sunday morning. You're, you're so, always yeah. four, three for four there. 80, yeah. Uh, <laughs> four for five. I'm 80%, just like I was in school. That's that's like my perfect, that's where I sat, B minus. Uh, anyway, most important one, of course, join us next week, Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Dong City, one week from today. Later. Have a great day. Dong City, bitches. <laughs>